When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Monday and welcome into the PHNX Sun Devil Show. I'm Anthony Totri. We got Eric Ruby over here. We got DJ Danielle behind the Mac. And would you look at that? We're in Studio A. They We're do. in Studio A today. Do you want to know why? Tell me why. It's because they know that Kenny and the boys been cooking like that. Yeah, you're right. You're and right. they said, listen, with all these transfer names and big guys coming to, to Tempe, we had to make sure that you're in the big studio. On the and rise, here we are. on the rise, climbing the steps. We're going to definitely get into all of the incoming transfers that Kenny Dillingham and Arizona State managed to land over the weekend. We're going to start with the defensive guys before we get into all of that. Guys, hit the like button. If you're new here, leave a five-star review. Let us know what you enjoy about this PHNX Sun Devil show. Eric, before we get into some of the transfers, give me the high and the low of your weekend. The high and the low. Give me the low. high and the low of your weekend, man. The high and the low of my weekend. Is, does Friday count? Yeah, Friday counts okay. as the weekend. The low was the uh, the Suns just absolutely blowing it against the Knicks. Okay, the, that's vi- fair. the vibes The vibes were uh, at an all-time low. And uh, the high? Hmm. I got to kick it with my boy Flex over the weekend. There we that go. was chilling. That so is always good. Got to go over to, to Flex's place, meet the fam and all that, and see a cute little dog. and. <sighs> It's always a good time. What Love about me. what about you? Give me a cute little doggo. Um, the, hi, cha- the chat's speculating that you had another fun yeah, night. Last guys, night. just because I'm wearing sunglasses doesn't mean I had a ridiculous night. If if for everybody in chat, I was asleep in bed by nine thirty. What about the night before? What was the night before? I Saturday don't know. You night. Tell me. Saturday night, I was busy watching Arizona State basketball lose by twenty. Um, that was that was probably the low point of my of your weekend. Of my weekend was. Arizona State losing by 20 to TCU after being up 14. The highlight of my weekend, Friday night, I'm out. I'm in Old Town. I wander. I stumble. I walk into Hot Chick, a bar in Old Town. And who do I see across the way doing the doing a little dance? None other than Damon Dog himself. It, I, I mean, it feels like fate. It was an electric. It was an electric evening by far. That was definitely the high. Uh, and my low of the weekend. Danielle, what about you? It was a high and low of your weekend. Uh, well, I got to, I'm, I'm talking to the wrong Mike, I got to, uh, <laughs> I got to uh, shoot the Cardinals game. That was fun. That's almost almost got killed by George Kittle. Yeah. So uh, that was probably the high and the low. So that was the probably time. the high. The low was watching ASU basketball. Oh, yeah. um, but the high <laughs> was pretty fun. Uh, even if the Cardinals lost, it was a good time. Always love shooting, shooting Cardinals games. Got some good stuff. So yeah. Love it. Absolutely love it. I know for a lot of the ASU fans in the chat, for me, uh, it was definitely 
some icing on the cake throughout the weekend to see some of the transfers oh, yeah. that Kenny and the guys uh, were going out to get. Before we get into that, Donald, with a 499 Super Chat, he's already started it. I don't care how uh, we take the buyout, but it's the Hurley Weekly Fund. Okay, where Donald's already donating to get Bobby Hurley out of his contract. Donald, um, Donald, Donald, just you know, when Donald, Donald when I Donald dislikes somebody, I'm completely on a different side than you, brother. When I Donald can't say that dislikes somebody, he's all in. He is absolutely all in. I don't but, think I've ever met a human more all in on anything than than, than Donald. Donald. No, that's I, totally fair. Maybe Donald, Kenny. Kenny, maybe. You know, you know who Kenny needs on the staff. Who? Donald. <laughs> they, he needs Donald on the staff to, to to really, really up things. The college football world isn't ready for Donald Williams to be on the sidelines oh of college God. football games. I'm not ready for that. Let's go ahead and, and kick off some of these um, transfers with our Desert Financial Transaction of the Day. The Florida safety, Kamari Wilson, who announced that he's going to be transferring over to Arizona State. This is a kid in Kamari Wilson um, that he didn't get a whole lot of run last season at Florida. I believe he was a redshirt last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the year prior, though, he was a starter in twenty two uh, in twenty twenty two for Florida. Played in all thirteen games, starting at two, um, racked up nearly forty tackles, one and a half tackles for a loss, a forced fumble, a pass breakup. And the big thing about Kamari is Wilson was ranked as the number forty seven player according to twenty twenty two on three. Um, it, back in 2022, you're getting a top 50 college football player in that class. Mm-hmm. And it's not like this kid isn't talented. It's not like this kid can't come in and have an immediate impact in a secondary that did lose a lot of guys in the offseason, yeah. right? Losing guys like D Ford, losing guys like Chris Edmonds, losing guys like Roe Torrance. Now you look at some of the additions here and there. And it's, it's interesting to see because when you, at the end of the season, we're talking about those losses. We're mm-hmm. talking about guys, veterans in this defense that are no longer with the program for eligibility reasons, specifically the three we mentioned. Uh, and, and you're like, okay, this might be a little bit of a concern, right? Where do you go and, and you fill some of these voids? Well, ASU brings back Ed Woods. That's right. huge. A dude who played significant time for ASU last season. You bring in uh, a, a couple guys, the the Washington State DB, uh, Javen Robinson. You bring in LaTerrence Welch from LSU. You add a guy in Kamari Wilson, and not to mention you are bringing in some younger talent on Wednesday, early signing period, and you've got some other guys like an Xavier Alford who didn't even play last season right. because of the NCAA issue. And now you're like, suddenly the secondary is a spot where I'm not going to sit here and say it's a strong point yet, but I'm going to sit here and tell you that it could be one of the more exciting positions. It's to a watch. lot closer to a strong point now than it was Last year, and and I think you're taking chances on a lot of guys that coming out of high school had these big school potential. And again, there's a reason why everybody enters the transfer portal. And obviously, Florida was not the place for him because it just didn't work out last year. And and so then you look at the year before, you can actually see he has put stats on paper. He has put his cleats on the field in a college football environment playing for Florida, which is not a small deal. Yeah. Right. And now coming to Arizona State and all the names that you listed off in the secondary I'm thinking to myself I'm like is that somebody that I would trust to play a good percentage of snaps on any given Saturday and and each is checking the box right and obviously we're gonna have to wait and we're gonna have to see how they play actually during the season and during spring ball to assess okay who's the top of the top who maybe needs a little bit more work but right now it looks like they have the building blocks to create a really solid deep secondary and 
I'm sure they're not done yet because as we'll talk later when we get to the offense, it doesn't seem like they really care how many guys they have at a certain position, even if they're extremely talented. They're going to continue to add and add and add and add and add. So yeah. I I like it, man. A- another another uh, secondary guy that has this kind of potential to, to maybe say, hey, I didn't work out before. Now I'm here at ASU. I believe in my staff. Go out and kill it. And, and look, when, when you're looking at positions like defensive back or running back or, or even wide receiver and quarterback, right? There are certain positions that you look at with a little bit more of a fine-tooth comb. You look at specifically where they achieved at high school. You look at specifically what other universities were going out there and offering him. Mm-hmm. And for Kamari, coming from IMG Academy, that, one, I mean, of, by itself, one yeah. of the top high schools in the nation in terms of producing not just high-level collegiate talent, but going out there and producing future NFL players. Now, if that's not enough, he decided to pick Florida over offers from Georgia, Alabama, and LSU coming out of high school. Now, what did we talk about with LaTerrence Welch last week transferring over from LSU? Regardless what you do on the field at Tiger Stadium, the fact that you were recruited as a defensive back at probably the DBU right. of college football. In your home state. In your home state. Yeah. That is huge. And again, for Kamari to come from Florida with those offers out of high school, again, Georgia, Alabama, LSU, what do those places all have in common? Well, they are all in the SEC. Well, they're all national champions within the last, what, 10 years? Mm-hmm. Like, that says a whole hell of a lot about the brand of player, the type of player, the breed of player that Kenny Dillingham and Arizona State are going out there and adding. And again, Kamari Wilson is going to be an impact player for this team. Something interesting about um, Kamari, a lot of people, uh, after he silently redshirted, and it, it was a weird situation in Florida. Like, he should not have redshirted. Like, he should have played. Yeah. But there, there was something going on didn't really work out he publicly thanked the uh, UCF University of Central Florida staff after a visit like their recruiting coordinators and stuff so a lot of people thought he was going to go to UCF he ends up at ASU well now next year ASU is going to be in the Big 12 taking on and he's a Florida kid he's from Florida and he's from and he's from Florida right close to home you add those layers to Kenny Dillingham getting this type of guy, even if he's not a five-star, which again, transfer portal, let's be realistic here. Like he's not a five-star. He's not this huge name that's going to come in and people are going crazy because they got Kamari Wilson, right? You look at it. He could have gone to UCF. Yeah. He obviously liked UCF. Now they're in the same conference going into next year. Kenny took somebody who was thought to go to a fellow big 12 school, flipped them away from home to come to Arizona State after last season. Again, just another little feather to kind of put in the cap. And when you look at the details on how this, a- and it's not just Kenny, but how this ASU coaching staff is getting these guys, yeah. these, these are decisions and stuff on the margins where if a kid is not all in on ASU, they're not going to come here. No, and Kenny doesn't want them if they're not going right. to be all in on ASU. Almost like a little bit like reverse psychology, right? Like you sit down with the kid, like you're being real with them. You're not lying, yeah. but you say, if you don't want to be here and you don't want to come do something great over in Tempe, don't come. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and it wasn't kid, just Kenny. They sit there and they think, oh, wow, actually, I really <laughs> do want to do that. <laughs> Tempe is a beautiful place, man. And, and again, there there is something being built here. And there's going to be people that don't necessarily buy it because of the first season. But again, you go back, you look at where Kenny has coached in previous seasons, previous regimes. He has success everywhere he -hmm. goes. And the last little point about Kamari before we move on to some of the other transfers, right, is 
it wasn't just Dilly and the staff. Mm-hmm. Specifically, Kamari said that he is good friends with Jaden Rashada, with the quarterback at Arizona And did, And, and Jaden tweeted about that, right? Yeah, he had tweeted about it. It's Again, it, it goes along with the fact that Jaden Rashada is not just the quarterback at Arizona State. Jaden Rashada is a polarizing figure in college football mm-hmm. because of what happened years ago with the whole NIL deal that fell through. And again, he is a talented kid. He is a talented player at one point in his career, his high school career, a five-star quarterback. That means something. That says something. Okay? He is going to be the reason that Arizona State is able to land recruits, not just this offseason, not just in the 2025 class, but moving forward in the transfer portal as well. Jaden Rashada is going to be a big part of why ASU adds talent and Kamari Wilson wasn't the only talented defensive player that the Sun Devils added over the weekend. San Diego State linebacker Zyrus Fiasu is another one. He was the team MVP for the Aztecs last season. You're bringing in a guy similar to Trey Brown, right? Trey Brown was able to transfer over to Arizona State last offseason. You knew he was going to be the inside linebacker, the starting guy, really from the moment that he transferred over just based off of where this linebacker depth was. Now you bring in a guy uh, in Zyrus who has that experience. 65 tackles last year, throw in five and a half sacks, five pass defense. Good uh, numbers, dude. That's really good numbers. You're getting a team's best defensive player, most important Mm -hmm. player. I don't care if that's Power 5. I don't care if that's Mountain West. You are getting a guy who is the best individual player on a team. Yeah, and San Diego State's not one of those schools that like you can completely disrespect. No, no any When it comes to any athletics, right? Like that's... And again, to be the best player on the side of the ball in a college for a college football program that is Division One, that a lot of people, if you were wanting to play college football, like would be honored to get an yeah. offer from them. And, and he's their best defensive player. Plus, he's somebody that kind of he came in, he redshirted, then he worked his way up. And the next season, he played in thirteen games, six starts, and then the year after that, he's the defensive MVP. Again, that guy probably would want to stay at that school if all things are are lined up. But then Kenny comes knocking and says, hey, we got something building over here. Come through. And the biggest thing, I, we're going to test, see how much you know me oh right God. now. What oh am God. I going to say about him that's the biggest the biggest positive? His name. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. His name. Zyrus Fiasu. Like, what? Zyrus Fiasu? I hope we're saying that right. And if we're not, <laughs> if we're not then maybe he should change it. Because like that, that's a, that's a really cool sounding name. But it's a position of need for Arizona State, as basically a lot of them are. Um, except for maybe running back now. And uh, Donald was saying in the chat, this uh, this might move somebody like Tate Romney down to to second string. What do you yeah. think about that? Um, look, it, there are certain positions that you look at in the spring that are going to be really, really key position battles. I know everybody's mm-hmm. eyes are always going to go to the quarterback. Uh, and, and that's, you know... How could you that's, not? That's fair. Yeah. Uh, but taking a look at specifically the linebacker room might be the most interesting in terms of the guys you see on the field in spring because you have Zyrus. You have a guy like Tate Romney. You have Kayla McCullough, who, again, is not necessarily going to be jumping out of the gym as somebody that you look at and you're like, this is an all-pro linebacker, an all-American linebacker. Mm -hmm. He played well in his time for Arizona State. So you've got those three. You still have Jordan Crook, who transferred Mm -hmm. over from Arkansas. Another guy, you're getting an SEC linebacker to Arizona State. And that is without even discussing the fact that you've got guys like Crew Jackson, KV on Thunderbird, uh, and some of the other guys that you are going to go ahead and add 
in the 2024 class. Right. Like, this is going to be a unique spot for this linebacker room. And you're talking about a linebacker position that is crucial, obviously, for an Arizona State defense that does like to do a whole lot of movement. I mean, he's their he, he's their most experienced player, is he not? Zyrus will start. Zyrus, like, like, there is zero question in my mind that Zyrus is coming here for any other reason than to be is, a starting linebacker. Is the best player they've gotten in the portal? In the portal. But I, I think a guy that we that we talk about later in this show, uh, who is on the, the thumbnail for this show. Yeah. I think he is probably the right answer. The most talented? It depends most, what question you're well, asking. Well, okay. So I right. So most talented, it might be Relique. Best player as far as what they've put on the field for a college football team. Like, yeah, he wasn't playing in the SEC, but he was the team's defensive MVP. I, I'll I'll put it like this. The the I'm not going to say the best player, but I'll say the dude that's going to come in and have the biggest impact immediately is going to be Zyrus. I Look, the fact that we can kind of debate who it yeah, could that's be. Fair. That's fair. That's it, fair. It's it's a good conversation to have. And again, like like this guy, 65 tackles, five and a half sacks, five passes defended. If he comes in and does those same numbers for ASU, their defense is going to look real good because of all the pieces around them are going to fit in a lot easier if you have a guy like Zyrus coming in and dominating like yeah. that. And again, if he comes in and dominates, Jordan Crook comes in, and when we talk to him, like he definitely seems like the type of dude who wants to come in and dominate. Yeah, absolutely. Like he's coming here to to play and to win right now. Yeah, you're not transferring over from the SEC to come be a backup. Exactly. Then you've got the safeties who have basically been completely reloaded this season or adding somebody who should have been playing last season but didn't. And you still got Shamari last. And you still got Shamari back. as well. So like this defense is really starting to shape up to the point where I, I mean, you could say probably a good bet they would be one of the top defenses in the Big 12 if everything lays out right. Now, obviously, not everything lays out right, but like I'm looking at every single position here, and it's it's December 18th. There's a lot of time. There's, there's a, a lot of talent. There's a lot of talent because you talk about some of these positions, and obviously, there's still positions in need, right? Donald brings up offensively, you're still looking at the tackle spot. Defensively, the the interior of the defensive line might still be a little bit of a question mark. Uh, but there's still star power on this defense. Mm -hmm. You're returning Clayton Smith off the edge. You're returning a healthy Prince Dorba, who at a certain point in the season was leading the team in sacks. Now, right. yes, you lose BJ Green. You're bringing back CJ Fight. Like, there is still so many moving pieces. This is the fun time uh, of college football when you're not a part of, you know, bowl season or you're not a part of the college football playoff discussion. Like, you can really sink your teeth into all of the new guys that are going to be Arizona State Sun Devils, why they chose to be Arizona State Sun Devils, and, and all of that fun stuff moving forward. A couple comments in the chat. Danny saying, why are people still doubting Kenny Dillingham? That is something I'll never understand. Well, I think a large part of why people still doubt Kenny is because college football and college athletics is so win-now based. This mm -hmm. isn't your college football of 10, 15 years ago where you could get a coach, you know, wait a couple seasons and see that trajectory even right. go, right? Like, even if Florida State didn't have the success that they had this season and maybe even last, mm -hmm. like, you're not talking about Mike Norvell as the head coach at Florida State. But that's the thing is that it started off the same way that it absolutely Kenny's did. era has started off here with not a lot of actual on-field success. Yeah, because you've got to build... you. It, People like to see players and they like to see coaches as chess pieces when right. in actuality it is such a deeper you the you don't what you don't understand about Georgia, Alabama, the SEC, what you don't get about Ohio State and Michigan is that the culture that has been in there 
outlasts the coaches. It outlasts the athletic directors. Yeah. Like Michigan football is a brand. Ohio State football is a brand. Alabama, Georgia, LSU, those are brands, right? Those cultures have been like built up and propped up and they've got their base in those locker rooms for such a long period of time. Whereas a lot of these former Pac-12 schools, mm-hmm. they don't necessarily have that. Arizona State isn't a brand yet. The culture is something that Kenny is trying to establish, but that takes time. Yeah. You don't become Georgia overnight. You don't become Georgia in five years, right? Like, And now NIO and the transfer right. portal and- has helped that. But this is not an overnight thing. No, and, and Georgia is a good example of kind of like the top of the top. And if you if you want to look at like Pac-12 specifically, I'd say there are a couple schools. Oregon State who, and Utah. Who have, who have a, oh, I was going to say who have a, a brand. You'd say Oregon State I would, and Utah? I would, I would say from a, cultural, from a culture perspective. I if, think Utah, yes. Utah, absolutely. Oregon State with Jonathan Smith. I think that is going to be the most interesting situation is what does Oregon State look like next season what do they look like without jonathan smith what do they look like when they're just playing a a bunch of mountain west schools well right oregon state i don't know if i'd go there with oregon state i i think i would go with oregon as far as and washington i think getting there but utah as far as they are who they are but i don't know if that goes past the coach yet because we haven't really seen past the coach because in utah they've had a very steady time yeah kyle whittingham's been there head coach and as long as I've been alive, Kenny even <laughs> Kevin, Kenny even mentioned Utah and Whittingham as somebody that he would like to emulate over at ASU. But again, that that type of stuff takes time, and a lot of people who who are hating on this, and it's something that when you're in the media as well, like as a as a viewer and a consumer of media, it's very easy to see. But then also when you are in it and you're living it, it's it, you can't ignore it at all. People are going to react to stuff that in a year from now doesn't matter and they're going to act like it's the end of the world and they're going to act like ASU football having a bad season this year means Kenny Dillingham is a terrible no, coach and he's awful no. and everything is lost and why would anybody want to come to ASU and it's just it's just stupid but it's short-sighted and you have to understand that as an ASU fan not everybody's going to be as up-to-date as you who follows Totri on Twitter and watches this show and, and has a really good grasp and understanding about what's going on here mm-hmm. Though the amount of people who feel that way and could could say the same thing about how informed they are about the situation, even ASU fans, is really, really, really low because nobody cares when you're losing. They just want to shit on you. Yeah, I mean, look, if you are somebody that believes, and there were people, that believes that Kenny Dillingham should have been fired after year one, I'm going to tell you that you don't know what you're talking about in any respect. (laughs) You, you don't know a lick of football if you think that firing Kenny Dillingham would have been the right move after a single season with the amount of injuries, a bull ban, uh, the last year in a conference. Like, you can't, you can't. It literally would make zero sense. Right. It would make absolutely zero sense. And based off of what you've seen from incoming transfer players. We'll get to the offensive incoming transfers here in a second. But that NIL, the collective Everything that is being done for the program, the idea of activate the valley, and there was people legit that were like, we need to let him go. And if that's if that is the type of person you are, I'm so thankful that you're not running an athletic program. Yeah, <laughs> because you would never have any success whatsoever. I mean, this stuff can't be microwaved. And I remember saying it uh, 
on the radio. Like when you look at a at a program like Colorado at the beginning of the season, everybody was losing their freaking minds over them. How did Dion take it from something so low and turn it to, oh my gosh, one of the best teams in college football? Why can't Kenny Dillingham go and do that at ASU? That it's just that's not know, how man. these things work. Alabama wasn't microwaved. Georgia wasn't microwaved. Like that's not you got to put that shit in the oven and you have to let it cook for a long. Not even the oven, bro. Time. You put that in the smoker. In the that's smoker. something you start and you're you're there for twelve to eighteen hours. You're checking it at three o'clock in the morning. Like you got your your reading glasses on and your flip flops. This is oddly detailed. Yeah, it's. Do you have a smoker? <laughs> I don't have a smoker, but I grew up with a dad who. Okay. Loved like just smoking stuff. So see, see that makes sense because you you don't pull off the reading glasses and the flip. You don't. I don't strike you as somebody that's that. gonna go outside at like two in the morning to check on like the ribs that he's been smoking already for eight hours. That's, you seem like the type of guy that would put the ribs in the smoker and then you would go out to Old Town and then when you get back you would forget that the ribs were in the smoker and then oh, you'd be like, gosh. man, I'm hungry. And you get home and you'd look and be like, yes, I looked out for myself. Yeah, but I, like you're you're right. It's it's an extremely long process and you're seeing Colorado now. Look, I know that you are super low on Colorado, but they've gotten that, some interesting incoming transfers. I'll give them right, that. But that's the thing is is it was stupid to expect Dion and that program to just be completely flipped and turned around in one year. And I know that they had success at the beginning of the yeah. season to where everybody was like, okay, like, look, they're, they're proving it. Look at all these guys. Like, shit takes time. This yeah. is going to take time. Kenny Dillingham building the program is going to take time, but not as much as maybe somebody else if they were here yeah. I, I absolutely I, I love the chat right now everybody They're talking about crazy smoking meat Sharon's talking about she's giving her dad ASU updates now uh LTC waiting for coach Kenny Dillingham to get his own reality show on PHNX sports uh you and me both buddy you and me both but look obviously you can't have the microwavable success you can't necessarily go out get a first year head coach and win right this second when it comes to college football, but when it comes to Arizona Lottery and their holiday scratchers, <laughs> you can win oh my immediately. God. You can win right now. That guys. was incredible. <laughs> holiday that scratchers was incredible. <laughs> from Arizona Lottery make last-minute shopping easy, and they make a perfect gift. Scratchers start at just $1 with top prizes up to half a million dollars. And I've been telling you for weeks now, the holiday scratchers make the perfect gift for somebody on your Christmas list that has everything, right? My dad the toughest person in the world to buy Christmas gifts for because he has everything. And at the same time, he doesn't like to do anything. <laughs> Except right? for smoking meats. Except for smoking meats and winning money. Arizona Lottery, guys, go. they are going to help make Christmas shopping a whole hell of a lot easier for you guys. Go out and buy your holiday scratchers today. Find a retailer like our friends over at Circle K near you at ArizonaLottery.com. You do got to be 21 or older to play. I'm sorry. That was incredible. That was so, I, that you, was man. such Thank a you. good transition. I I don't even know how to follow that up, man. I mean, <laughs> I, I our boy Donald in the chat talk about smoking mm -hmm. meats. He says that he his his beer to time ratio isn't good. He gets too drunk to smoke meats, which is not a <laughs> sentence I thought that I would say yeah. this We've this said morning. Meats a lot afternoon. on the show today. I'm just gonna be honest with you. We have uh, Donald. Might <laughs> I recommend maybe mixing in a wink mm. in order for you to be able to get to that time where your smoked meat is perfect. You know, you've got your beers, but you've also got your winks and it just kind of chills you out and maybe you don't need to drink as much and maybe you can get to the end and eat that delicious meat 18 hours later. 
Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> listen, I, I love Wings personally. Uh, I actually had not had any Wink until I came here and, you know, seen everybody talk about it. I was like, oh, is it really that great? And, and and I have a med card. So usually like the, the higher milligram stuff is stuff that I look for. And I had one of the smaller Winks, which is two and a half milligrams, THC, two and a half milligrams of CBD. And I was sipping on that and I felt like great. Like, honestly, great. It was relaxing. It didn't get me way too high or way off of it. And it was very, like, controlled, which I know a lot of people worry about when they're not smoking, they're ingesting something. Yeah, it's no, how absolutely. do you control that? Wink, it, it's it's perfect. They come in the two and a half CBD THC cans plus the five milligram ones as well. There's no sugar. There's no calories. It comes in mango, lime, and black cherry. All three flavors are great. It's crisp. It's clean. No hangovers at all. I can confirm that because I have indulged in maybe a couple winks. Uh, just a tad here <laughs> or there. Just a couple winks here and there and uh, zero, zero hangovers at all. It's a great social drink if you're not a huge alcohol person or you're not even a huge I'm going to get fucked up type of person. Have yourself a wink. It's very calm. It's very relaxing. You can buy them online in 12, 24, and variety packs right now. And you can use promo code PHNX for an additional 50% off your total order, which when it comes to, to products with THC and CBD, you're not getting that like ever. So code mm -hmm. PHNX, go order it online. All three flavors are great. All the sizes are great. Highly recommend. Absolutely. Kate in the chat. Kenny fucking Dillingham. That's is right. The name Danny. It's awesome to see the outside sports world freak out wondering while well, these good players are coming to ASU. They don't know what's coming yet. Yeah, no, that I mean, that's the perfect segue that is into um, an article that was talking about Relique Brown, the USC running back wide receiver transferring over from USC to Arizona State saying that the headline didn't even mention Arizona State. I believe nope. it literally just said USC running back Relique Brown transfers to surprising school. That's it. And, and even the the under the headline that says Relique Brown is committed to a surprising school. No mention of ASU. They are literally so shocked. It's it's funny the lack of actual reporting. And I know Craig Morgan, who's back here somewhere, is going to get a smirk out of it. Just the, the lack of legitimate reporting when it comes to something like this. I guarantee you what it took to put that headline up was quite literally somebody that had heard Relique Brown's name in the past, and he was a top 50, top 70 high school recruit. You see that he's transferring over from USC, and you see then that he enters the portal and goes to ASU. Boom. Surprising. That's that's the biggest surprise. But, Eric, the day that Relique Brown entered the portal, I sat on this podcast, and I told you that I would be shocked if Relique Brown wasn't a Sun Devil. This is four or five days before he even took a visit. Like, it was clear cut from the moment that he entered the portal that Relique wanted to be a Sun Devil. He looks like the type of guy that could have so much success in Kenny Dillingham and Robert uh, Arroyo's offense. Like, this is a dude, again, when you're talking about talent out of high school, mm -hmm. looking at where they're going. Yes, USC. He went to high school at Modern Day. Modern Day, again, one of the top high schools producing talent at the next level, them and IMG Academy. That's and one the and two. Level as well. <laughs> it's, it's those two, Bishop Gorman. Those are your three high schools across the nation that you can bet your money are always churning out somebody that is going to do something at the college level and at the NFL level. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that Relique Brown is going to be the next Tyreek Hill. But what I will say is he fits the mold of a dude that can have some significant impact, not only on Arizona State's offense, but on Arizona State's special teams, right? You talk about trying to impact the game. And a lot of people talk about, oh, offensively, we won. Defensively, we lost. Or defensively, we won. Offensively, we lost. Right. One of the most underrated ways 
to impact a game is special teams. Impacting it not only from a return perspective, like we're going to see from Relique this season, but also being able to flip the field with a great punter, something that Arizona State hasn't necessarily no, had. Right? No, they, they, they need to fix the punting problem. Actually, you know what? I forgot about the punting problem until you just brought it up right now. It's okay. It, they it got, actually, it brought my mood down. Class of 2024, Canyon Floyd, Arizona State Sun Devil punter. That is a punter name. With a Canyon? K. With a K. Oh, I'm all in. I'm all in. With a K. I'm so all in. Well, look, I'll tease it a little bit. You want to hear from Canyon? Oh? You're going to hear from him on Wednesday. On <laughs> oh, my God. So, this I'm fucking look, guy, look. man. No, I want to say something. Because you were talking about <laughs> Relique, right? There are people who are here every single show who understand, and maybe it's kind of like it's just commonplace now, that like this this dude literally does not miss. He does not miss. And the the day we talked about Relique Brown, I did not see anybody else going out there and being like, this dude's going to be a Sun Devil. Like, I feel confident about it. I know it seems like a long shot because I'm coming out of USC. And you nailed that. And I won't even mention what Sharon said earlier in the chat that she became a diehard last week. Yeah. And now she's saying she's giving her dad ASU updates that he has not heard before which is new to their dynamic. And so I want to encourage people, if you like what you're just hearing right now on the show, this dude's going even more in depth in more detail, giving you more information in our diehard discord, which you should definitely sign up for. But you're, you're right. Like this dude right here, Relique Brown, he could be a big time name and he could be in that long list of Sun Devil running backs that have come in and been one of the better players on the team. Plus yeah. you're looking at that room. With Cam Scadaboo uh, leading the way, that is going to be a room full of competition yeah. and full of different looks. And I loved what you said about the special teams as well, because I think having a duo of Elijah Badger, if he comes back, yeah. and Relique Brown to throw out there on kick returns and punts and everything like that, you're going you're gonna to have a likelihood for a big return or at least a chunky one, like at least once a game, just yeah. because those guys have the type of speed that can break off like that. And and I love that Aguano is building this room around him where you could see most of the running backs get a lot of snaps, which means somebody's going to be left off. Yeah, look, there's a lot of running backs in this room and Relique's coming here to to He's coming here to, to try to start. Yeah, I mean, and, and Relique's going to be all over the field. Yes, Absolutely. he's going to play running back. Yes, he's probably going to go uh, outside, line up in the slot a little bit at wide receiver as well, just because he is that kind of talented guy. You look at what he was able to accomplish as a backup, right? Six total touchdowns, three rushing, three receiving for USC uh, in 2022 as a backup. Just in comparison for Arizona State, Cam Scadaboo had a total of 10 touchdowns last year. Relique Brown had six in 2022 as a backup. <laughs> As a backup, jeez, this guy is talented. He could flat out play football. Short bus in the chat. Um, I did, and short bus. I do remember you in the chat, definitely talking about Relique Brown to ASU. As you, you well. and you and short bus toe tree. Those are the two names that everybody goes to. <laughs> Most definitely. Look, it is not only what Relique was able to accomplish at SC, but you look at what Relique was able to do. Uh, and again, offers that he was receiving from high school. He initially, again, committed to Oklahoma, decommitted following uh, Lincoln Riley's move to USC. Makes sense why he would end up going to USC after that. In high school, he had received offers from, again, Alabama, Georgia, LSU, Florida State, Arizona, ASU, Cal, Oregon, Utah, Oregon State, Washington State. Again, these are SEC schools that we listed at the top. You see Alabama, Georgia, LSU, you're lucky. You're just going to throw your name in the hat pretty much. Yeah. Usually, in Arizona State, for the second time that we're talking about it on this show, 
is getting a guy who, when he was coming out of high school, was getting that type of attention. Yeah. Former- Those aren't guys that ASU is used to getting. I'm telling you, it, it's it's not the type of guys that Todd Graham was going and getting. It's not necessarily the type of guys that Herm was going and getting late in his tenure at ASU. Yes, Jaden Daniels. That was Antonio Pierce. Jordan Clark. That was Antonio Pierce. Man, when, when Jaden Daniels committed, that was kind of a moment. No, it, it absolutely was. was. Kind of but a moment. I'm not, it wasn't Herm. Like no. Antonio Pierce was a big part of why ASU was able to go out there and get a lot of these guys. Head now you've got a head coach. Now you've got a head coach and a support staff around him that are all just as tenacious when it comes to going out and getting those level of recruits. And I know there are people in the chat, there are people on social media that are still a little bit worried about specific spots on the offense and defense, I guess, that could use boosts. And a big part of that, really since the portal opened, was the offensive line. It was a position of need specifically I mean, really, the entire offensive line. I was going to say initially yeah. just the tackle spot, but you could, in reality, use guards. You could use offensive tackles because Arizona State clearly didn't have enough of them last season going down with injury. It looked like every game you were shuffling in somebody new. But for Arizona State, able to land Arkansas offensive lineman uh, Joey Sua. Let's go. Who, again, this is a guy you project to immediately have an impact, immediately going to compete for starting time. And we said it about Jordan Crook. We said it about LaTerrence Welch. We've said it about some of the other guys. You're getting a dude from the SEC. You're getting a guy that played in the trenches in the SEC level. He practiced with SEC level defensive linemen, mm-hmm. right? That says a whole hell of a lot. And if you think that a six foot four, 346 pound SEC offensive lineman isn't going to come into ASU and be a likely starter somewhere probably at a guard spot you're crazy yeah you're crazy and he didn't play last season no he he didn't play last season uh but he did choose arkansas over byu georgia maryland michigan state oregon like good schools and he's from arkansas he is leaving home which is actually a couple of these guys are are for the first time in their lives leaving their home state Mm -hmm. to go across the country and play for kenny dillingham yeah and everybody was freaking out, freaking out when the transfer portal stuff started and ASU was losing players and they weren't really getting any offensive linemen. And, and there's been talk in the chat uh, led by Donald, of course, we're talking about you don't trust this offense until the offensive line is full set and, and there. And I think these are two huge steps with this guy and the next one that we'll talk about in filling that out. And I agree. It doesn't matter how great your running back room is. It doesn't matter if it's if it's Jaden Rashada or somebody else starting at quarterback this year. It doesn't matter if Elijah Badger comes back or not. If you have 0.5 seconds to get the ball after it's snapped out and into a play, you're done. Like yeah. There's nothing that you can do about that. And ASU, who underwent a plethora of injuries in their offensive line last year, every single player that they get that you can look at and say, all right, they, they could get a couple snaps. Okay, they can yeah. go in there and they can play is massively important for the long-term success of this program. So I, I'm, I'm with it, man. I'm with it. You're absolutely right. Donald Chat 199 from Donald AP is trash. Talking about Antonio Pierce. Share it in the chat. We just need to get our NL. NL wow, I can't speak. NIL up there. There you go. And I think the sky is the limit for us. Danny, whoever is at QB will be a dual threat look it's true it is going to be unique we're not i don't want to get too far into the weeds of the quarterback position 
Uh, but, you know, when it comes to Arizona State's success, whether that be in 2024, 2025, a lot of it is going to have to do with the offensive line. If you look at where Kenny Dillingham and his offenses have been successful in years past, it starts with the run game. The run games are usually top 10 in the nation, and their quarterbacks are getting the ball out quick. They're not turning it over. And most importantly, their quarterbacks are not getting hit, right? right. Bo Nix, even at Oregon, the year before last when Kenny was calling the plays, you look at the sack numbers. I believe Bo was one of the fewest sacked quarterbacks in the conference, if not the nation, because of how talented that offensive line is. You talk about Sua coming out of high school. We've already harped on it. He had an offer out of Georgia coming out of high school. That's huge, right? Opted to go to Arkansas instead. You're getting that guy in here. Again, pencil him in as a dude, if not a day one starter, a guy who is certainly going to um, project to be someone who competes for that starting spot along the offensive line. Now, again, that's a guard spot. Arizona State, I would feel more comfortable if they were able to add a tackle mm -hmm. um, just because those are obviously such crucial spots. Again, Sean Na coming back for ASU I think is going to be huge. You like to see what Bram Walden can maybe do uh, in his second year at Arizona State. So you got to remember that there are still some returners that expect to potentially be starters. Again, I expect Sean Na to be a starter. I would expect um, Sua to be a starter. And then maybe the next guy, mm. New Mexico offensive line transfer, uh, Issei Matotia. This is a guy that played a lot of football at New Mexico. And again, when you're talking about getting transfers, yes, you have the potential in guys like Relique Brown, in Kamari Wilson. Now you're going out there, and similar to Zyrus, who we talked about, you're getting a guy who has played. You're talking about a guy who has those game reps, has those game snaps. Again, 6'2", 346 pounds. Started 20 games in his seasons, New Mexico. Yeah. Uh, it definitely looks like... Um the Polynesian guys are who they're targeting uh, mm -hmm. for the offensive linemen because they're getting a lot of them to commit. And, and it feels like they're kind of playing into that. And now there's like kind of that sense of com camaraderie yeah. there as well. And when you're down in the trenches and you're trying to block and you maybe have some guys moving in and out, like to be able to look to the guys next to you and really feel that type of connection makes you want to go to war yeah. a little bit more. And I think that's maybe an underrated part of all of this. And that's somebody where, like you mentioned, the biggest thing to me, like, yeah, he's 6'2", 346. Like, the size is great. That's awesome. The position, that's good. They need offensive linemen. It's the experience. Because yeah. you are getting a lot of transfers here, a couple that we've talked about today, that have not played the amount of games that you would maybe like yeah. for a starter to have. He has. You're and giving me an offensive line built of polys and a offensive line coach who used to be the O-line coach at Navy. <laughs> I'm taking that every day of the week. It's a recipe for success. <laughs> it's a recipe for success. Like, I, I really, really think that <laughs> I, I'm looking at every single position room right here, man. I'm looking at every single position That's room. That's what's fun, though, is there's storylines all over. Right. And they're all getting stronger. Yeah, they're all like none of none of the position rooms can I look at and be like, ooh, that's going to take a step back. And, mm -hmm. and maybe that's because it would be hard to take a step back from a lot of the places that they were at last year. Yeah. But I still think that's important because if to, to compare it to a, a completely different sport, but going around locally, like with the Diamondbacks, right? Like they are going in and they're like, OK, what were our positions of weakness? We did another starting pitcher. So we got a starting pitcher. We needed an everyday third baseman. We got an everyday third baseman. Like they're going in and they're taking these rooms that are on the low end and they're adding some somebody and saying, okay, we solved that problem. Mm -hmm. I don't see ASU not addressing anything that they need to address. Yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. And, and just to, to point out the chat here for a second, I love that 
been doing this show now for for a couple of years, and it used to be we'd get U of A trolls like Tony in the chat. Tony, I, I do love you. We we share something beautiful in common. Uh, the fact that her name is Tony, uh, but Tony's a big <laughs> Arizona guy, big Arizona guy, and I it used to be me trying to de- you know defend mm-hmm. and, and come after Tony. We've got Donald, Short Bus, Will, Sharon, LTC in the chat. Just all they're all just coming for you, Tony. Like to- Tony started off for everybody in audio saying, "Congrats to ASU for beating." Arizona in something this year, getting two-star recruits. Short bust chirp back at him saying, congrats to ASU for living rent-free in Tony Clifton's mind. Amen. I mean, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. And look, Tony, yes, to your point, Arizona had some success in football last season. We have been some of, you know, we we love Jed Fish. Jeff, Jed Fish, great dude. Jed Fish, from word on the street, and this is legit, says he loves the PHNX Sun Devil show. Like, that's that's legit, right? So, me and Jet Fish, we've got no issues. Me and Tony Clifton, better not see you in the streets, You hate to see two Tonys, two Tonys just go at it with each other. It's Amen. just it's sad to see. It is. It is absolutely um, a, a bad spot to be if you're Tony Clifton. I would just like to remind uh, Tony in the chat um, that the pendulum can switch very easily. Yeah. The same way that it has recently for U of A in football, where the pendulum has swung back, and now U of A is is at the top locally, and they they beat the crap out of uh, <laughs> out of ASU in the territorial cup. Just remember, this stuff changes like that. It does, and it does. I think the fact that Tony's always in here means that he cares, and I think it means that 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 Kenny Dillingham's got him a little bit nervous. And Tony he feels apparently like six he, foot five. He needs <laughs> I'm six foot. Uh, I feel like Tony feels like he needs to get his licks in while he can. It's okay, Tony. I'm six foot five on Tinder. There you go. There you go, buddy. Just for you. You want to stand up for the people real quick? No, not even a little bit. I got a little step stool right here that I I rest my feet on. What are you kidding me? You think I want to step up right now? Look, you guys can step up to the plate and step up to Tony Clifton by going on, downloading the BetMGM Sportsbook app, and maybe you could stand on some $100 bills and be as tall as Tony Clifton is standing at 6'5". They've got a great deal for you if you haven't already signed up for BetMGM. All you got to do is download the BetMGM Sportsbook app on iOS or Android or visit BetMGM.com. Sign up and deposit at least $10 into your BetMGM Sportsbook account. Place your first wager and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if that bet loses. And if that bet does lose, your bonus bets will be available once your initial wager is settled. Eric, did you make any money on the NFL this weekend? I didn't make any money on the NFL this weekend. I'm sorry. But did you ask me that so I could ask you the same question back? Well, you can ask it to me, and I'm going to tell you no because my bet's lost. But my little brother, my little brother gave me a ring this morning who, again— Newly 21, just like a couple months ago, okay. made sure I sent him the the BetMGM PHNX code that he could sign up Gotta with. help him out. And he calls me this morning, and he tells me, he's like, hey, man, I got some good news. I'm like, I'm so excited to hear it. What do you got for me? And he's reading out all these legs of his parlays that he did right. on the BetMGM Sportsbook app. If the Philadelphia Eagles win the night, he wins like $2,500. Ooh. Now, there's a cash-out. There's a cash-out option waiting for him at $1,400. And I said... Buddy, take it. You could be $1,400 richer. That MGM, they're doing you a favor. They're offering you a little cash-out option. They're saying take it. And then my advice to him would be to take cash-out, cash-out with the $1,400. Leave $200 in your account, take out $1,200. And you know what you're doing with that $200? You're cooking up a Bet MGM parlay. And if you want to take Eagles money line, you could absolutely do that. My bet MGM parlay pick, we're going to keep it simple. We're taking Eagles money line 
and we're going to take Jalen Hurts anytime touchdown score. Give me a little tush push action to go ahead, cash another parlay for you, for my little brother, and for everybody else that uses BetMGM. Just to recap, sign up for BetMGM. Use that bonus code PHNX. Place your first BetMGM sportsbook wager through BetMGM sportsbook mobile app of at least $10. And if that bet loses, your bonus bets will be available once your initial wager is settled. Check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. Should I say it? Let me go ahead. Get stuffed. Let's get stuff. Specifically just, just get Ontario. Stuff. Only Ontario. Nobody else. Just Ontario. <laughs> and, and this next ad read is for everybody but the people in Ontario mm. as well. So just, just remember that. I'm just kidding. Because everybody <laughs> everybody can use game time to go and watch their favorite live events. And you were talking yeah. about putting down some parlays. And, you know, sitting down and watching on the TV is great because you're checking your phone. You're like, oh, did I hit that? Did I hit that? Going, putting a ticket on something, yeah. and being there in person different. and feeling the energy shift when it's your different. bet gets like either hits or it doesn't hit. You have pain or you have joy. It is all amplified when you're there in person. And with game time, you can go and get last minute ticket deals for super cheap. Not just games, though, for our sports fanatics, also for concerts. And plus, it's the holiday season. Maybe you forgot, uh oh, to get somebody a gift. Tickets. Tickets, because guess what? You don't, it kind of sucks now. You don't get the physical ticket anymore. You can't like hold on to it. But if you don't have time to wrap something, you don't have time to go out there to buy something. Hey, I got you tickets to your favorite sporting event. Hey, I got you tickets to your favorite concert that's coming up. Boom, put it on a piece of paper, put it in a bag, hand it to somebody, and you just made their Christmas without having to go out and actually buy it. I'm not even joking. For Christmas, I have bought three sets of tickets. For different people. And who do you do tickets it for my, You've done for, it all through game, game time. time. Tickets for my brother for a concert. Tickets for my roommate for a concert. Tickets for me for a concert. And one of my favorite things, and, and I'm going to let y'all, I mean, do whatever you want with this. One of my favorite things to do when it comes to game time and getting tickets and seeing shows or going to sporting events, right, is doing it somewhere, not necessarily in Arizona. Doing okay, it somewhere like that you've never been, right? The concert that I'm going to be going to in January in San Antonio. Where did I get the tickets? Game time. Concert in April. Where am I going? Quebec City. Where did I get the tickets? Game time. Game time literally Wait. has everything that you could possibly need. What are you going up north for? For a concert. Well, yeah, but are you allowed to say what concert? Uh, Noah Khan concert. Noah Khan. Noah Khan. I don't know who that is. Is that bad? No, I mean, you you probably heard a song or two. Okay. Okay. That- but they're so cheap. Dude, maybe, tickets maybe, were like 60 bucks. Maybe I got to snag some. Dude, and, and I can do a they're stress-free on, on Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code PHNX for $20 off your first purchase. Again, terms apply, but you can create an account and redeem code PHNX for 20 bucks off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price. It's a guarantee. Look, we obviously talk a lot about Arizona State on this show, and rightfully so. This is the PHNX Sun Devil Show. But what? over the... <laughs> Yeah, sorry. I'm in the wrong place. You're in the wrong place. (laughs) No, this one thing that that you get to see, especially during this time of year, is usually when it comes to college athletics, somebody says something stupid. But for once, I was scrolling the internet, Mm -hmm. and when I see Chip Kelly, again, I assume I'm going to disagree with whatever he has to say. Amen. But Chip Kelly, the UCLA coach, 
had a really, really awesome take when it comes to college football conference realignment expansion and and everything that really has to do with the state of college football. So I'm going to let you guys take a listen to it and then we'll discuss uh, a little bit about what Chip Kelly had to Chip Kelly had to say. Uh, But in all honesty, I think it is one of the more unique and probably one of the better takes when it comes to conference realignment. This is what Chip Kelly had to say. What is the the biggest issue that you might have right now, whether it be realignment, NIL, transfer portal, and what would your, your plan maybe be to, to try to solve it? I think they're all a problem, and I think we need to have a conference commissioner. And I think football should be separate from the other sports. Just the fact that our school is leaving to go to the Big Ten in football, our, our softball team should be playing Arizona in softball. Our basketball team should be playing Arizona in basketball. But because football left, and they're saying, well, how do you do that? Well, Notre Dame's independent in football, and they're in a conference and everything else. I think we should all be independent in football. And you can have a 64-team conference that's in the Power Five, and you can have a 64-team conference in the Group of Five, and we separate it, and we play each other. You can have the West Coast teams, and then every year we play seven games against the West Coast teams, and then we play the East. So we play Syracuse, Boston College, Pitt, West Virginia, Virginia. Then the next year you play against the South while you still play your seven teams. You can play a seven-game schedule. You can play four against another conference, another division opponent, and you can always play against one Mountain West team every year so that we can still keep those rivalries going. Not that I've really thought about this. <laughs> Not that I've a lot of spent time on this. But I think if you went together collectively as a group and said there's 132 teams and we all share, in the, same ter- we all share the same TV contract so that the Mountain West doesn't have one and the Sun Belt doesn't have another and SEC has one and they have another, that we all go together, that's a lot of games, and there's a lot of people in the TV world that would go through it. You can sponsor each one. Instead of calling it Group of Five and Power Five, you can call it Amazon, Nike, bid that out to things. You do a lot of different things. But I think if we still do the same thing and take all that money, and I would do this, and I think this needs to be done, that money now needs to be shared with the student-athletes, and there needs to be revenue sharing, and the players should get paid, and you can get rid of NLI, and the schools should be paying the players because the players are what the product is. And the fact that they don't get paid is really the biggest travesty. For the first time in my life, I'm going to sit back and I'm going to say, Chip Kelly was spitting. Yeah, he was on. My God, he nailed it. He nailed it. Like, I, I I think college football would be a better place if Chip Kelly wasn't a coach. It was actually like the... <laughs> the conference commissioner the conference he was talking commissioner. about. Like, I... I, I thought that was a great idea. I like how he highlighted the players are the ones who need to get paid because of the product. I think he he's kind of understanding that while all this is shifting in college football and, and maybe it works out, like there, there's a chance that this can really screw a lot of schools and a lot of programs. It will. It will. Um, and there, this look, the Pac-12 dying is not going to be the last conference that, that ends up dying. Uh, over the next 10 years, you'll probably see a, another one and it may be in, in less time than that, right? Specifically looking at the ACC, um, and, and you want to talk specifically about that conference, you look at what Florida State being the conference champion didn't mean anything. Right. In a conference where you win the Big Ten, you're in. You win the Big 12, you're in. You win the SEC, you're in. Yeah. Right? Now, to that whole conversation, I totally agree. I totally agree that when you're talking about college football, it it's its own entity. It is not, it should not be in the same conversation as softball. It should not be in the conversation even really as basketball because it is completely different in terms of revenue. Now, 
Chip says all this, yes, but you have to look at the position that Chip Kelly is in. Chip Kelly is the head coach of the UCLA Bruins, a team that is going to be on the outside looking in in the Big Ten when it comes to competition. The reason this won't happen is because there is zero incentive for the SEC to do something like that. There is zero incentive for the Big Ten to do something like that, right? When you're talking about sharing these TV contracts, why would the SEC, who has the national champion over the last how many seasons, why would they opt to split money with the Big 12? Why would they opt to split money with the ACC when they know, regardless of the college football playoff expanding, they're always going to have more teams? Right. Same with the Big 10. There's zero incentive for the Big 10 to go out there and make a move like this. Because yeah. it hurts them. It hurts. It would hurt their conference because they would be taking money out of their own pocket to go out there and, and support uh, a dead Pac-12 or an ACC. Or right. I think, I, I think the part that could maybe meet in the middle, and instead of saying, okay, football goes completely conferenceless, maybe let the football teams move conferences, yeah. but don't change all like these other athletics to where it's like I do agree basketball, with that part, yes. basketball now has to travel all the way across the country volleyball has to travel all the way across the country softball has to travel all the way across the country soccer has to like it's Stanford and Cal have to play each other in basketball it's next the year biggest <laughs> thing that a lot of people were talking about when all this happened was like a lot of people aren't thinking of the student athletes and with football it's a little bit different because you're playing one game a week you're playing one game a week. Yeah, it's right. very focused. You know exactly where you're going to go and what you're going to do. And you travel after being at home for a little bit. Look, man, like there, there are students. There are people who are in a sport where a major league is not the next step for them. Or maybe it's not even a possibility to, to say that's going to be my career like in softball. Like there's not this one league that's going to come in and make sure I'm supported for the rest of my life. Yeah. Like it's important that you're able to secure yourself for the future and while like going and playing your sport is important to add almost doubling, if not sometimes tripling the travel time yeah. and expenses that it takes to go out and to do that is going to handcuff a lot of these student athletes and hurt their future beyond the sport. Think about this. Stanford and Cal going to the ACC, right? And that's, again, regardless of it being by choice because of where everybody else went and you didn't want to stick around for a dying Pac-12, Stanford and Cal the West Coast, have to play conference basketball games next season against Syracuse yep. and Florida State. Tell me why that makes any sort of sense. For any, not just Stanford and Cal, why does that make sense for Syracuse? Why does that make sense for Florida State? It, it, it's the only reason that's happening. Seriously, the only reason that Stanford and Cal have to go travel to those specific cities and play those teams. The only reason that Stanford and, and Cal softball have to go out there and play those games is because USC and UCLA wanted to play Big Ten football. Yep. What world does that make any sort of sense? So you're punishing these athletes. You're punishing these parents. You're punishing these recruits. You're punishing these assistant coaches because the LA schools want to finish fifth and sixth in the Big Ten. Seriously, that's what we're doing. And again, Chip Kelly, he brings up a great point. And I'm glad. I am so glad that it was a coach I mean, who is somebody who's moving from from who really started this outside of Texas and Oklahoma. Yeah. UCLA and USC are the reason that conference. Oh, they were the domino. Yeah, they're the domino that ended the Pac-12 forever. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's something that again, 
he brings up a, such a, a valid argument. He brings up a great point. It's just there are so many moving pieces. There are so many teams. There are so many different um, organizations that have their hands in this pot that is college football and the NCAA that makes what he is proposing such a, a difficult thing to accomplish. There was a comment earlier. I'm trying to find it right now. Um, that brings up a, a really, really solid point just about, you know, there is ESPN really does have their hand and oh, not just yeah. ESPN, but a lot of these other, here we go. Will has it. He's pretty close to what needs to happen. The networks have garnered too much power over the schools and make decisions to alter the game for their monetary gain. Cough, cough, ESPN and college football cough. Like, yeah, that's, that's where it's at. It's, it's, it's tough because a lot of the times there's not a ton in these schools control. And then when they are presented with the opportunity, Again, it's the same thing that ASU and U of A had to go through when the Pac-12 was crumbling in front of them. Yeah, maybe you do want to stay. Maybe you don't want to subject your student-athletes to this, but then you're kind of given the choice. You either make this decision and you jump or your entire athletic department basically collapses. And when you are given those two choices, you choose the first one every single time. And it's tough because... It's not the best choice, no. but to be honest, it's the only choice that is provided for them right now because then you look at the route that a Washington State and Oregon State's taking. If Arizona State was Perfect. in that boat Perfect. as well, like you're you're not going to be set up for success in the next couple of years. Imagine if all of this was happening with happening with Kenny, right? Like, oh, this football program, it's it's on like the precipice of something. They're starting to build. All oh, that's great. We don't have any funding. Screw NIL. We don't have any funding because we are not in a major conference right now. And now our football program suffering, which means we're not going to make as much money, which means every other program then suffers exactly. because of that funding. It really does. It, it is all of what you're saying. And it's it sucks. It sucks. It's like they have no choice. They have no choice but to go and to jump and to do that. And that's why there were a lot of reports that's like ASU was kind of dragging its feet a little bit to get in there. Because they didn't want to subject all of their student athletes to that and also go through a lot of people who are working for the Pac-12 who have jobs in media through the Pac-12 that were also working closely with ASU. That all has to shift. But at the end of the day, you you have to make that choice. It's a hard choice, but you have to make it. I just don't think it's likely that we get to a place where somebody sits down and goes, what's best for everybody? Because everybody's you're right. in a world where there's too much money for right. everybody. E- ES- Why ESPN, think about everybody else when you can right. think about yourself? ESPN, the top schools, the Georgias, like the Bamas of the world, like they're they're fine. And if anything, they're going to thrive in all of this. And as long as that happens, this this change that Chip Kelly says, it's not going to happen. No. It's just it's not. And, and the that last, sucks. The last point I'll make about this is he references Notre Dame um, as somebody who, again, lived in South Bend and covered the Irish for for a couple seasons it, not every school can do that. No. Um, they don't have the alumni base to support that. Notre Dame does. They don't have the history and tradition, um, not just in football, but in a wide variety of sports that Notre Dame does. They do not have the you know, specific TV deal that Notre Dame had with NBC, has with Peacock. There's, like, a, there's a mystique around Notre Dame that, even teams like a Georgia and an Alabama or an Oregon and a Washington, they might be better football teams, but there's there's that certain oh this here's a word for you, je ne sais quoi. Wow. About about Notre Dame that that makes them 
draw eyes in. Can you even... spell that word? No chance. Yeah, okay, I was just no. Curious. I'm a talker. I'm not a speller, baby. Um, but you're right. Like not not many people or not many schools and programs can say that. And there they are have flaws that. that come with it. There are consequences of Notre Dame being an independent. You look at specifically when the college football playoff is going to expand, and you're talking about teams that get buys. It's conference champions. Yep. Notre Dame is not in a conference, right? Like, it, it is certainly something that at the end of the day um, impacts the Irish, and you fully, fully expect more conference realignment to to really take place um, over the next, again, five, seven, ten seasons. Uh, things are going to change, whether that is the ACC, whether that is the Mountain West, you know, some of these other schools and conferences poaching some of those universities like a San Diego State, like an Oregon State, like a Washington State. It really is going to be interesting to see where college football goes from here. Uh, but regardless, head to the comments. Let us know what you think of Chip Kelly's take on conference realignment. Hit that like button. And before we get out of here, look, there's always people in the chat. We started it off. People assuming that I had, I went too hard last night because I'm wearing sunglasses. That's not how it works, guys. I just love Shady Rays. And if you guys go out, buy a pair of Shady Rays, you will feel the exact same way. You won't take them off. You'll sleep with them. I guarantee it. Just, just put Shady Rays on your face one time, and you're not going to take them off. Life changed. It's like the mask and Jim Carrey. You're going to put them <laughs> on, and they're just going to be part of who you are, okay? You could shop the entire collection at their brand new location, Carolyn Commons, a full stop shop for all things Shady Rays. And if you don't love your Shady Rays, exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There is no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use that code PHNX for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. And we're talking a lot about our partners. And ironically enough, it's the holiday season, guys. Use any of these codes with any of these sponsors to go out there, get some holiday gifts, friends, it's, family, It's a cheat code. It's a everybody. holiday cheat code. It really is. You might as well just use it. And, and you know, it's it's really tough nowadays in, in college football, in the world of college athletics. You don't know who's going to be around, what conference is going to stay. Everything's changing. But luckily, here in the Valley, there is one thing that will never change. Yeah. And that is the fact that Burrito Express is going to get you a fire burrito fast and cheap. And guys... I could kill for one right now. I'm literally, I'm so, so, so hungry. And in my brain, it repeats over and over you saying the steak and potato burrito with some salsa. And it's just, oh, I, it hits, man. It I hits. need some of that in my life right now. And they've got their, their Tempe location, which is their flagship location. But they're all over the valley. You just look up Burrito Express and you're going to find them. And they're a huge, huge supporter of ASU and NIL. And a lot of this, this stuff coming up with ASU Athletics and the kind of the revamping it. Like Burrito Express got in when it was real. Yeah. Right? Like Burrito Express, if there's any doubt in your mind that Burrito Express supports ASU and is a proud Sun Devil company, like get, get rid of that. Get it out of your head. Because it's... It is 100% fact. If you're a Sun Devil and you like delicious burritos, which usually is about 100% of Sun Devils, uh, go to Burrito Express. They give us food here. They bring in these huge burrito boxes. They're gone the next day. Go grab a burrito and make sure you follow them on Twitter as far as companies go. like They're a good follow on Twitter, especially Absolutely. in the ASU community. That's at Burrito EXP. Follow them while you're eating your burrito. It's a perfect combination. 
Look, before we get out of here, we've got Sharon in the chat. We got Donald in the chat, who are a couple of our PHNX diehards. They are always in the diehard Discord. If you are new to this show or if you've been in here for just a, a couple days now and you see the chat constantly going, constantly talking about ASU, constantly sharing thoughts, opinions, ideas, that quite literally is what's going on in the diehard Discord 24-7-365. It is absolutely a family. Highly encourage you guys. Go to gophnx.com right now. Head over to the Die Hard tab and you're going to see a bunch of little locked buttons. Die Hard events, locked. Die Hard merch, locked. Die Hard lounge, partner offers, Die Hard content. It's all locked. But you could scroll down, hit become a Die Hard, and you guys can go unlock all of that great stuff. Part of being a Die Hard, yes, it includes the Die Hard Discord. You're going to get a free shirt or hat of your choice every year. Access to the premium Die Hard level content. 20% off all merch and so much more. Definitely go check it out. $79.99 annual pass to become a diehard. And it really does pay for itself because if you're not just an ASU fan and you are a Valley sports fan for the Suns, the Cardinals, the Coyotes, the Diamondbacks, the Mercury, Rising, Tony, the list goes they got on you and on. In there, baby. The list goes on and on. There are literally all of those same conversations, all of those same perks happening for all of those different sports. So again, highly encourage you guys when you get to the diehard discord when you become a diehard let us know in that asu chat so we can all welcome you to the phnx family but that is going to do it for today's show if you enjoyed the content hit that like button we are going to be back in action throughout the week early signing period asu basketball and so much more if you enjoyed the content give us a follow at phnx underscore son of you can follow me at anthony underscore tosher you can follow this guy right here at eric ruby that is eric with a k you can follow dj danielle at abracadan yell and like i said guys Stay locked in on social media because there is plenty more coming from all of us here at PHNX. But in the meantime, go Devils and peace.